0: have an occupation to fill. Work hard. Increase production. Prevent accidents. Work hard. And be
1: happy. get the, time. the and lose your mind. Wrestling fans, wrestling fans, wrestling fans. I, you know, I miss the days when shows or commercials or wrestling-related things would start off. Wrestling fans, I don't know, it's a certain uh, carnival-esque type aspect and production to it where everything was in your face even like monster trucks yeah monster trucks this sunday we'll sell you the whole seat but you only need the edge i like that kind of stuff i'm a cheese ball and i could easily use that for this because i'm doing a wrestling podcast right now right the nine mile drive wrestling podcast featuring me brandon bishop and the reason i'm doing this podcast Is because I'm a huge fan of other wrestling podcasts. And a lot of them are hosted by a gentleman named Conrad Thompson. You all know who he is. He hosts the, uh, or he's the host with Bruce Pritchard for the uh, Something to Wrestle podcast. He is the co host of 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. He's now got Grillin JR with uh, Jim Ross. These legendary people, Tony Schiavone with What Happened When. He's got Arn Anderson now going to do a podcast that's yet to be named. These are staples of the business that I have loved my entire life. For 40 years I've been watching this, and these are household names for me. And he's corralled them all up into this posse of just awesome podcasts. And now, all of that work, all of his mortgage work, all of his uh, all of his you know, star cast events, everything he's ever done, has led him here to the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast to converse with me. And now, I secretly f- I-, I have uh, like a man crush on Conrad. And I hope he never hears this. Uh, <laughs> because I got no. It's not like I'm in love with the guy. I don't want to like you know take him to the Tempur-Pedic mattress in the other room. I, I just want to hang out with. I, we have so much in common. <laughs> Listen to me. I sound like a like a sixteen year old. I I just want to hang out with Conrad, and he doesn't he doesn't like me. <laughs> well, he likes me enough to talk to me for about fifteen twenty minutes here, and I'm excited to have him on my podcast. Put him in the other chair. And uh, pick his brain a little bit, and it was a really—it's—it's it's a really cool deal. He's the busiest man on the planet between all, I guess, five podcasts now, and between all the other things that he's doing and putting on the Starcast events, and in his day job. Not to mention, he's a married man with a life and a family outside of all that. So it's really cool of him to give us a little bit of his time, just a nice little sliver of his day. I'm very grateful. And here it is. Here's Conrad Thompson. All right, Conrad Thompson, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having a little conversation with me here. It's uh, it was great having you in Colorado Springs in January with Bruce. Oh, we had a great time, man. Thanks for having us. It was a hot crowd, man. You guys already bring them out.
0: Yeah, and uh, old Dick dancer Josh had a good time too.
1: Let me go ahead and start off <laughs> apologizing about the Joshes. I mean, they're great guys. They really are, but they got a little too much uh, something in them that night, and that's no, why it was a
0: good time. No man, that's what our live shows are all about: people having fun and enjoying themselves. And uh, I'm glad they were able to make it.
1: Well, there's no way in hell I was going to let them drive you home. Yeah, that's a good call. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bruce also very, very much appreciated it. We're trying to get you back in town, man. Uh, but everybody keeps like going on to big, like huge things. Eric's back in WWE, and uh, Jim Ross is with the AEW thing. And uh, who's next? Is Tony gonna be uh, like running for Congress or something?
0: I don't know, man. You know, it feels like all of a sudden we've uh, we've done something right. People are digging what we're doing, and we're blessed to have that. But yeah, I'm like you. Uh, hey, what's next?
1: I can't wait to see. And what's the one thing they all have in common? I wonder. It's no, well, they were involved in wrestling a long time ago, right? I mean, that's got to be it. <laughs> Must be it, yeah, absolutely. Just out of nowhere, they just became a uh, hot commodities again. And you know, I don't know why Tony isn't on the WWE network hosting some of these uh, specials, or at least being part of them, or something. He's he, he was the voice of a generation for many.
0: No, that's exactly right. I mean, we hear it all the time when we do live shows or make appearances together. He's the voice of uh, you're the voice of my childhood and. No, I think uh, some of those classic things on the WWE network are in his voice anyway, it would be a natural fit. But you know, there's a new player in the game too in AEW, and of course, he's having a good time with MLW, and it's just nice to be wanted. So it's glad to know that I'm glad to know that all those guys are are having fun.
1: Let's talk about you for a second. You you remind me a lot of myself uh, without the millions of dollars and the mortgage companies and all that stuff. Um, We we were we're just fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just a fan with an idea and uh, some ambition and a lot of work a lot of work ethic. And you put all that together and, uh, yeah, it seems to be working.
1: So was it Ric Flair that heard you cutting commercials, I believe, from, Hey, hey, it's Conrad, the mortgage guy, right? Yeah. And that kind of set the ball rolling that led to doing, I guess, a podcast with him, which led to the podcast with bruce which led to everything which led to Starcast, which led to the uh amazing moment of sharing uh uh, philly cheesesteaks with me uh just everything that's happened kind of skyrocketed because you had this great voice and this great gimmick on a commercial
0: well yeah i mean i think the uh the thing with rick is he knew that i mean we became fast friends and And once we became such good friends, you know, we were spending a lot of time together and then he had this opportunity fall in his lap to do a podcast and he knew I was a wrestling fan and he knew I knew enough about radio to be dangerous and I wouldn't embarrass him and and I could sort of ask questions that were quote-unquote on brand. Uh, So he asked me to come in for his very first episode and um, uh, just ask fan questions and I jumped at the chance to do so and I'm glad I did and uh, as a result, CBS dug it. I dug it, and uh, Rick dug it, and asked me to come back the next week. And I found myself becoming an accidental
1: podcaster. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. And, and it's growing history too. Have you ever thought in a million years that you would be a staple, a first-run name in the wrestling industry?
0: No, I still don't believe that I am. You know, I'm just a fan, and I've just uh, I've sort of become like the Forrest Gump of wrestling. I guess. I mean. You wouldn't expect to see me on the WWE Network or at the kickoff party for AEW, holding their little ticket rally in Vegas or any of that weird stuff. Like I'm not supposed to be there, but yeah, somehow I am, and uh, I- I've been blessed to have those opportunities, and I'm trying to do my best to
1: make the most of them. Well, basically, somebody cracked the door open, and then you kicked that son of a bitch down, and that's that's awesome, man. Congratulations on all of that. I'm I-, I love the fact that you're so humble about it, but at the same time. The rest of us really appreciate what you do. I listen to all your podcasts. Um, I, I, I work it in sometimes, whether it's when I'm editing film or just doing whatever. I, it's always in the background. Um, so yeah, thank you for what you're doing. It's really cool. Uh, talk no, about I, here. I, yeah, talk about back when you were a wrestling fan. Uh, what are some of the earliest memories you had? I mean, I've got. I was at WrestleMania three. I did all these different you know things and. Uh, just as a fan, I, ha- I still have all the LJN wrestling figures, the big rubber ones and a big case. Um, I'm still looking for about five or six of them things. Um, talk about some of the earliest memories, your favorite things that just solidified you as a mega wrestling fan. Okay. I mean, WrestleMania
0: four is my first memory, but my favorite WrestleMania was uh, WrestleMania six, Hulk Hogan of the Ultimate Warrior. I still remember that one like it was yesterday. I absolutely loved it uh just about everything from 1989 and specifically 1990. 89 is when I was first really really getting into it in a major way uh so I enjoyed the the No Holds Barred movie and that'll be with me for a long time and you know (laughs) SummerSlam 90 was tremendous and you know I just I just have so many fond memories of those shows and it's fun to now to go back and revisit those with guys who helped put them together like Bruce Prichard and Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone and yeah, You know, I was at the height of my wrestling fandom, I would say, in 89, 90, and then in probably uh, 97, 98. I mean, those are the two little pockets of my fandom that are, you know, my all-time favorite times in wrestling. And I think everybody listening to this probably has like a 10-year span where they were sort of, you know, that's that's the type of music they listen to the most. And, yeah, you listen to the new stuff that comes out here and there, but... You know, when you're just looking for something that you know you'll enjoy, you go back to that one era. And for me, it was when I was in high school, and and my era of movies were probably late 80s and early 90s, and I could watch those just over and over and over. It's sort of the same thing with wrestling. And I think, you know, my my buddy Brian Rogers uh, says that everybody has 10 years. And I've tried to poke holes in that theory, but I really can't. I think uh, 89, 98, those are my 10 years, man.
1: I, uh... I don't, actually. I th- I've been watching it since All-Star Wrestling on a black-and-white 13-inch TV in Detroit on the Canadian broadcast channel right after the Three Stooges. I'd watch All-Star Wrestling at night. Wasn't supposed to be awake. And then after that was Canadian softcore porn.
0: Well, there you go. You had a, a, a healthy diet there, sounds like. These
1: are my earliest memories, and it explains a lot uh, as far as what had come after. Uh, you... I have been in the ring and I'm listening about me, but I've been in a ring with like Dusty Rhodes and Vader and you know, Dr. D- all these guys that I grew up idolizing. And I've, you know, I got to meet Bruce because of you and all these different things, you know, brother love, are you kidding me? I get to be in a car with this guy. It's so cool. But as a business guy, you kind of have to, you know, be a little calm. You can't just be super excited about it. How did, how do you deal with that? Cause you at this point pretty much know everybody from, you know, Vince on down to indie guys it's uh how do you i know you're excited inside i know there's a little kid in you just like there is I i should rephrase that um <laughs> there, there's a little conrad just marking out going crazy geeking out over the whole thing just like there is with me how do you calm that down
0: you know i'm able to wear two hats you know i, I i've been fortunate enough to work in a, in a business where or create a business where i can employ my parents and uh, and, and up here, you know, they're not mom and dad, you know, they're Larry and Deborah and at home, they're mom and dad. And so our conversations at the office are about work and our conversations are at home or about family. And I've been able to do that with my friends as well. You know, I've, I've been able to work with a lot of guys that I've developed lifelong friendships with. And as a result. You know, when we're out at the bar drinking beer and eating wings, you know, we're just we're just buds. But when we're at the office, we're handling ourselves and conducting ourselves a little differently. So I've become pretty good at that in my real life. And I think that translates well to this. You know, if I'm I'm over at Cody's house and we're grilling out, then that's, you know, we're 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 just we're buds. Uh, But if I'm emailing him about you know business, then then it's business. And I don't. I don't, uh, I don't confuse the two, so I don't get my feelings hurt. So when some of my friends you know, who work for me here at the mortgage company had a better opportunity come their way and they felt like they needed to jump on it for their family, that doesn't mean the friendship ends just because the work does. So I feel like I've had a pretty good handle on that for a long time, and it served me well in wrestling for sure.
1: Uh, speaking of a pretty good handle on things, how do I get Blue Chew as a sponsor for my podcast?
0: I can't imagine that they're not beating your door down. You know, I've never solicited them. They solicit me. And I guess we do a pretty good job on the reads because everything I touch, uh,
1: that they, they, they want a part of. So that's good. That was a joke. We're nowhere near, nowhere near the Conrad empire yet, but we're, we're, we're growing. We're growing. It's a new thing here. Um, Starcast. You're on, you're going on your third Starcast right now. Now you say you wear a lot of hats. That's not a lot of hats. That's a hat factory that you're wearing at this point how much work goes into, I mean, I, I know you probably got people helping you, I hope, but does your phone ever stop ringing?
0: No, it's, it's work nonstop for the minute I wake up till I go to bed, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I really enjoy what I'm doing. And that old cliche is true. You know, if you enjoy your work, you never work a day in your life. And uh, that's certainly been the case for me. You know, I'm, I'm having a really good time doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm fortunate to, uh, to get to do it 24 seven. So, I'm excited about what I'm doing and, and enjoying it and I hope that people are digging you know the content that we're providing and um, the only the only thing I ever regret uh, and I say it every time is starcast. you know I always uh, the first one, you know I wanted to be as ambitious as I could, make it as big as I could. I felt like it would be a Woodstock event. I felt like it would be a one-off at the time nobody could have predicted aew as being a real thing. It was a maybe an idea at best. Uh, and then all of a sudden AEW was a thing and, and all out uh became a thing and and i knew that vegas was going to happen and i knew all that was going to happen and i felt like you know since i left chicago last year with a very successful event and tons of positive reaction all i could focus on was you know the five percent of stuff that i wish i could have done better and i wanted another chance to sort of do a better job with that so i signed up to do both i signed up to do two and three but, but I don't I don't have another StarCast on the books after this. You know, I, I knew when, when we announced two, I knew I had three on the books. I'd already booked the space. I'd already paid for the, uh, you know, the the deposit for the space, and, and I just started ordering things. So I knew that I was definitely doing two and three when I signed up to do two. But as I'm talking to you now, I just don't know that I have the bandwidth to do a four. Um, you know, we've announced that we're working on a fifth podcast with Arne Anderson, and so I'll have – you know, a podcast five days a week, Monday through Friday, plus a mortgage company that, you know, we're having our best year we've ever had this year. You just couple both of those with, you know, us trying to do live shows uh, as well, as you know, it's just, it's probably more than I can do to commit to a number four. I'm not saying I'll never do it because I said that after the first one. And and we know that I have, but I am going to say that I'm going to be a little more cautious about signing up to do another one just because of the, you know my my time constraints that are that are becoming very very apparent in my real life.
1: Let's talk about some of the podcasts real quick. Uh, of course, Bruce something to wrestle. He gets hired back in his old position, but you're still doing the podcast, not doing the live shows anymore, which is a bummer because it was a great show. Uh, but the podcast lives on as, as much as you can do it, of course. What is the uh, what's the allure that people are getting out of this podcast? Is it just the old stories or is it, I personally think it's the personalities, the the dichotomy between you and Bruce. Uh, No, I think it's,
0: um, I mean, yeah, perhaps at this point, it is a little bit of the relationship between us and the guys who listen to our show feel like they know us and like us and trust us. And they just feel like they're part of the family now. And I'm glad to do. Um, With that said, I don't, you know, I think people are still listening just to, to hear the, a little piece of information that they never heard before. I think there is a a major interest in you know those little details that um, you know people don't know. And I mean, I think that's it. I, th- I think it's those little little factoids, little pieces of the useless trivia, the, the little thing they're not supposed to know. There's a
1: thirst for that information. Speaking of WWE employees, Eric Bischoff. Now he is. It's really cool to see the other side of him. We know the stoic businessman, the, uh, the, 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 on-air character, but it's really cool that you brought out this whole other realm of, uh, Eric Bischoff. Uh, how did he fall into your lap? And, uh, what's been going on with 83 weeks? Uh, 83 weeks is doing really
0: well. It's probably the highest billing podcast in uh, the entire genre. And, uh, we're excited to be uh, partnered with Westwood one and things are going really, really well there. So we're excited to have him uh, on, on the team. And, um, yeah, we're as excited as everybody else is with his new role in WWE. And uh, it was a great thrill of mine that he wanted to do a podcast with me. He had had a podcast before and saw the success that Bruce had and thought, you know, maybe my format uh, would be a good fit for him. And, and boy, he was right. People are digging it. And um, it's, it's, it's one of the more profitable ventures in podcasting
1: in the genre right now, for sure. Fantastic. Jim Ross already had the, the Jim Ross Report podcast. Uh, I guess he's completely scrapped that now and he's, and he's getting the Conrad rub. Oh,
0: I don't know about that, but I do think that, you know, what Jim Ross fans really want to hear is Jim Ross. And beforehand, his format was more of an interview format. So, yeah, that, they'd like to hear him talk to Jay Lethal, but what Jim Ross fans really want is, is Jim Ross. And, and they're getting that in spades right now. And uh, I think Grill and JR is going to be the biggest uh, wrestling podcaster in the genre by the end of the summer. And I know where we are in the summer, I don't think it'll take that long.
1: When are we going to start hearing some stuff from uh, Arn Anderson? I know you leaked that out during Starcast Two. I, I love Arn Anderson. Of course, any true professional wrestling fan will consider him one of the greats, uh, at least for his in-ring work and promo work. Uh, but he, he doesn't sound—he never came across like somebody who would be that willing to open up and uh, share his life and share his professional career with the world. Basically, uh, how, how did that come about?
0: Uh, you know, I, I wanted to do one or do something with him for a long time. And then when I saw that there was an opportunity based on his, uh, you know, circumstance changing with WWE or reached out, we set up a, a meeting. I was in Charlotte all the time anyway. So I hit him up. We uh, got together. I made a presentation. He dug it. His wife dug it. And we're going to take a stab at it, man. We're looking forward to it. It should be fun. Uh, all that we're waiting on at this point is um, contracts to be finalized with Westwood One. But. Uh, We've been told that, you know, when lawyers are involved, that could take a little longer than maybe we'd like, but uh, I've been led to believe that that is imminent. So sometime this fall, we should be uh, good to go. Got a name for the show yet? (laughs) Arn. Simple enough, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we have to overthink it. You know, he was very much, a uh, um, he kept it simple in the ring, and we're going to keep it simple on the pod, and I think you'll get... Side of Arn Anderson that people have never really heard before. A lot of people have heard an Arn Anderson promo, but the wit of Marty Lundy is something that uh, I think is going to be a, re- a real
1: surprise for a lot of fans. We're looking really forward to that. I had the mis- honor, the dishonor of shitting the bed in the ring one time in front of Arn Anderson. So uh, I, he's a very intimidating guy. <laughs> looking over and seeing him cross-armed and shaking his head at one of my matches was uh, not a high point for me whatsoever. Well, you'll live to tell the tale, right? Uh, I think I just told it, actually, and probably not too many times after that. Tony Schiavone and you together are my favorite thing on all podcasts anywhere. Uh, he was, like I said, the voice of a, of a lot of people's generation and a fandom as far as goes. How did you actually – is he an old friend or is he something to kind of – just? came into your lap uh, course of things we talked about earlier
0: same thing i made him through uh doing a podcast uh with uh rick flair and then had an opportunity to uh um see him on stage at the nwa uh, legends fan fest in charlotte north carolina in uh, august uh i don't know probably 2015 and uh, i made the pitch in 2016 and then uh, come 2017, we were, we were off to the races, and he's back in wrestling and having a great time.
1: Awesome, awesome. A uh, couple last things. I can't wait to get you back out here. I don't know when we're going to be able to do it or who it's even with, but I'm looking forward to it. i got a venue called The Venue up in Denver. We're waiting on you just whenever you're ready, whenever you find whoever's got a free day. It doesn't matter what day of the week. Love to have you back in Colorado. And uh, StarCast 3, we briefly talked about it. I'd love to film, document the entire event, put it on a side TV, put it on your Patreon, whatever you want to do with it. Let's talk offline. I'd love to keep working with you. And congrats on everything, man. Hey, man, I really
0: appreciate it. Looking forward to getting back up to uh, Colorado. And uh, I don't, you know, we've talked a few times. Hey, maybe we can bring Bruce back. Well, now he's a WWE. Well, maybe we can bring Eric out. Now he's a WWE. You know, so we'll work on Tony. We'll work on Jim Ross. We'll work on Arne Anderson. But, By hook or crook, we're going to get back to Colorado and can't wait to uh, have some fun out there and partake in all the great Colorado opportunities.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. We look forward to having you. Thanks so much for having a conversation with me. I know you're a busy guy. And uh, take care of yourself. And we'll see you when you're back in town.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Really appreciate the time.
1: He's as humble as the day is long. Very grateful to have him here on the 9 Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Thank you, Conrad Thompson. And I can't wait, like I said, can't wait to get him back here in Colorado, whether it's with Tony, who I would love to have here, whether it's with Eric, if he can figure it out. I don't think they're doing live shows. Whatever it is, we need Conrad back here in Colorado. So blow up his social media. Say, get your ass back to Colorado. We'd like to have another sellout crowd up in Denver we got to make it happen. All of us together, we got to make it happen. Conrad's a busy man, but if enough of us, if enough of us get together, we could overthrow Area 51 together. We could. Or we could bring Conrad and one of these amazing people like Jim Ross or even Arn Anderson to Denver, to Colorado, and put on another amazing show. If you need to find out how to listen to any of Conrad's shows, well, you're listening to my show. So you can pretty much figure out how to find podcasts. Get on uh, Westward 1. Get on all of the different. Just go on the iTunes app. Look it up on YouTube whatever, or look it up on yeah, YouTube or look it up on Google. Whatever it is. All his stuff is everywhere. So congrats to Conrad and all his success and upcoming success. Hopefully, I'll be in Chicago at StarCast 3 documenting the entire event And putting that on a side TV for you to watch as well. Thank you for joining us, Nine Mile Drive Podcast. See you next time.